Oh, hello. Hey, it's me, Jake. Welcome to the podcast. It's, uh, I, you know what? I forgot to look at what episode it is again. I know I keep doing that. I, th- I want to guess. I don't even want to guess. I'm not even going to say. Look. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, really. Right. I mean, it does matter in the sense that so if I'd said, oh, you know, you should listen to this episode because my friend Karen Rontowski is on it, and then they'll say, well, which one is that? And I go, well, it's the one with Karen Rontowski. Right. It. But then I can also say it's the number one. But I'll, I'll know, it'll have a number when it comes out. So Perfect. people will already know that people, people will be listening to this right now knowing the number. And it'll be absurd to them that I don't know the number. But there's Yeah, so their stress will be gone. Yes. They don't even have to have the stress. It, so, yeah, there's an element of time travel involved that I'm in, I'm in your past or you're in my future, people listening to this. And I know, it's tricky. So one thing that we could do right now, if you want, I'm going to put this out today, which is today to awesome. us, which is uh, today to us is August 29th of 2017. Is that yes? Does that feel that, that way to good. you? Are you sure it's not the thirtieth? Um, I'm pretty sure. So my guest today is Karen Rontowski. Yes. And uh, we're going to find out about her in just a minute. You're right. Twenty ninth. It is the twenty ninth. All See? right. I I knew it. I don't have any gigs coming up really until October. Where am I going to be in October? I'm going to be in. I'm doing a run of DC gigs. They're on my website, checkthis.com. You can check that for my gigs. Do you have a place where your gigs are? KarenRontowski.com. KarenRontowski.com. I think they're there. I. It's September is weird. October is great. But I'm the scary paranormal comedian, so. Is it always September is weird and October is great, or is that just this year? No. Uh, usually July and August are my downtime, but August was huge. And uh, now that I do the tarot, uh, it's all. Okay. It's, there's always work. Let's back up because <laughs> Nobody knows I me. feel like we've already been talking. <laughs> things have happened. Other the people listening know the episode number. We don't, right? Which is fine. I've known you for a, kind of a while now, a long decade. Time. I would say it's we're into decades. It maybe. could be, yeah. could be. Yeah. I mean, yes, I think so. And uh, we met because you're a stand-up comedian and I'm a stand-up comedian. Perfect. And we don't all know each other, but many of us know each other. So we did some gigs. Yes. And I know you as a stand-up comedian, but then since then, they've invented cell phones. And, <laughs> I mean, a lot has happened. Yes. A lot has happened, and you are now a comedian. Yep. And a paranormal investigator. Yep. And a tarot card person. Yes. And also, you happen to just in passing mention that Mercury was in retrograde. So that, right. to me, is astrology. That just yeah, but in astrology, numerology, very. I dance on the surface. I don't go deep. I refer you to others when you need to go uh-huh. deep. And so you believe in a lot of things. Yes, I believe everything. I'm very. It's easy. good. It's good to believe everything. <laughs> I feel like you know. Listen, I think at least listen to everybody. That's where I'm coming from. Yeah. I just let, let's we, especially now, especially not. Not li- not Nazis. I don't think I need to listen oh, to Nazis. You know, no, I know no. what they're saying. Yes, exactly. And I'm tired of it. But uh, <laughs> but I but I like to listen to a lot of other stuff. And so, where are you from? Uh, Pittsfield, Massachusetts. I didn't know that. I thought you were a Midwestern person, but Pittsfield, no. Massachusetts. Where in Massachusetts is that? That is almost Albany, New York. It's way way over. So it's like way out of Boston. So I was never really uh-huh. a Boston comic, or it, that was never my like. I went later. Like I think just now, I'm kind of trying to get into Boston. Uh-huh, okay. 
And did you spend your whole childhood in Pittsfield? Yeah, unfortunately I did. And then I went to college in Fitchburg, which is right outside of Boston. And then I finished a semester early because I hated school. I was like, I got to get this done. Hated it, but you must have been good at it. No. How do you finish early? Oh, I was great at getting away with stuff. Like in high school, I went into a vocational program. So I like four periods of the day, no work, nothing. And then I went to college. But did you learn a trade? Are you able to weld things? No. Uh, I, we, it was called TV Studio. And it was a program that did not last much longer after I was gone. And we, went, we made a little TV show on public access. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was, uh, it was fabulous. I mean, I, was, I, think I, took, I think I had three classes. Because I was a terrible student. Don't read. Dyslexic. Hate reading. And then I went to college. And I went into graphic design. And uh, mm-hmm. which is a lot of drawing, and I kind of sailed through that, and I did my internship over the summer, so I didn't have to go back. I only had to go back and finish like uh, you know you take those ceramics classes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I finished, and I went right to Vegas and became a cigarette girl. Hang on, what's for? I want to know what a cigarette girl is, but also <laughs> uh, I want to know because this is the funny thing. My sister is dyslexic, and she also became an artist or went into art. And it's interesting that that dyslexia, which is, affects your vision and you're able to read, ability to read numbers and letters, but it doesn't affect your ability to draw or perceive and, and recreate right. the world on paper. You know, in other words, you're not drawing like, hey, this is a clown, and people are like, that's a tiger. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it's not dyslexic art. Yeah, I guess that's the other side of the brain, right? I guess so. It must be. And uh, I think also uh, dyslexic lends itself to trying to figure things out, like trying to a different way of surmising a problem. So you're trying to figure, because you're trying to figure out things that are simple to other people. They can just look and read the words and the sentences and to you. Putting together a whole picture. Right. If surmise is a word, but I'm not sure. I thought you said surmise. Is that a word? Surmise? Is that I, I I think it is. It is. Okay. So we're I think on. it is. I don't know everything, but <laughs> there's people who listen to this who have internet access, and I, 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 surmise, I surmise that surmise is a word. S U R M I S E, I think. If close. You want, if you would like to. Well, I, you said close. I know. As if you know. Well, I know that I will be corrected. I'm so often corrected on my misspellings on Facebook, especially. And I kind mm. of, like I spelled, I misspelled William Defoe, and someone corrected it right away. It's Willem. Willem, that's where the problem was. And I said, you know what I meant. <laughs> right. But I mean, he, Willem Defoe, I mean, there's a guy in the NBA, or there was, named Anferny. Oh. Yeah. So I feel like with names, it's, that's. Right. Spelling of names is that's a that's a different category than spelling of yes. That's I, surmi- I surmise that that's a different category. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I'm not sure I'm using surmise correctly there, but I, I just we've changed the meaning of surmise. If it means something else now, we've adopted yeah. it to a different meaning. But I don't want to get just so early days in the conversation that I, I don't want to get lost. But you got your degree in graphic arts. Graphic arts. So you were a graphic artist. Never. But I have the degree. Well, you sort of you. I you walked out the door of college and said, I'm a graphic artist. My first move is to become a cigarette girl. In Vegas. In Vegas. And a cigarette girl, what, is that the girl that walks around with a box that's got cigarettes in it? Yes. Okay. But when I did it, 
was, you could smoke. Then. You could smoke everywhere, and it was at I was at Caesar's Palace and I was at the Riviera, because I worked for two different companies so that I could watch. I'd sit and watch the show at the Improv every night. I'd watch it over and over and over and learn and talk to people, and that was sort of the the grounding of that my, was at the Riviera in the day at the Riviera, and I think it was almost when it was an Improv, and then it was the Riviera thing, and then and now it might even I don't know what it is now. I think it's gone. Oh, the whole Riviera's gone. Wow. Not just the club. Yeah. And then at Caesars... Wait, so you wanted to be a comedian? Yes. Always. Always? Even before, even while you were going to university to become a graphic artist? Yes. Always wanted to, but never, you know... I don't. I, it's sort of Pittsfield, Massachusetts. Nobody encourages that. I don't know if anyone encourages that No, well, that's that like the mid... So it's similar to the Midwest, because yeah. you're in western Massachusetts. It's not... Those are for other... It's not yuppie preppy. It's more like small towny. Right. Yes, yes. The Berkshires. So, so what was it that you were seeing that was saying to you? Who who were your influences in those early days to just have a desire? Favorite of all time will always be Gracie Allen. For real? For real. Everything. It's amazing that you can... I mean, obviously, Gracie Allen and George Burns were old-timey when we were seeing them. Right. But that's but that's interesting that that was yeah. an influence to you. I have more pictures of Gracie Allen in my house than my family. And I have very few pictures. Interesting. So. Um, but no, just the way she was so feminine and she was, uh, her logic was so different. It was so different to me. And um, I, if you ever read her book, or the book that George Burns wrote about her, it's just fabulous. It's just I didn't kind read of... that. Because they were a team act. We should do, fill in a little bit for people who are listening who are young. Who might be young. Or maybe they just were doing a different thing. Yeah. And they, didn't, they weren't paying attention. George <laughs> Burns 20s. and Gracie yeah. Allen were a comedy team in the, in the, yeah, in the 20s. But George Burns survived into the 2000s. Yeah. Um, but when they were a team... He he was kind of a savvy guy, and she was they were, she was spacey and kind of yep. didn't know what was going on. Yes, and in and the act, in the act. It, it, well, I think that might have been a, a little authentic, but it was. Um, she grew up in a family that was all show business. Mm-hmm. And I believe he did not, but she was um, she like they were one of the first TV shows, and she uh, they they go on. This is how the show's going to go. We're practicing it. She says, "Why are there red lights on some of the cameras and not others?" And they say, "Because that's how you know which camera's on." And she says, "I don't like it. All the lights were covered with black tape, so no one ever knew which camera was on." So it was like stuff like that. Like she just had her own way. Like we're going to do it like this. Uh-huh. I don't care what your rules are. We're going to do it like this. And um, I just loved that. I kind of like the idea that, well, obviously when you're making a movie, you're, you you're trying to not be, well, you're trying to not be aware of the camera. So <laughs> right. if there was a bunch of cameras and the lights were going, I could see how it'd be distracting. Especially if you never knew TV before. But if every once in a while you want to look into the camera and tell people things, then no lights is a problem. I guess you need an extra guy to sort of point. Mm-hmm. But she was, um, she just fascinated me in in many ways. I think she has kids. I think their kids are out and about. Um, but I never really got to meet them. But yeah, and, and it was almost, and I'm not really a romantic, but their love story was really, like, there was no one after that for him. Like, she was just it. If mm-hmm. you look at the, I remember watching the footage of the funeral where he just, fell down like he was mm-hmm. it was just so horribly sad but she was my well she favorite. died he lived a long time then after yeah. her 
yeah, she died pretty young. I think it was heart heart disease or something like that, or a heart attack. But um, so Gracie Allen was my favorite. I remember having those tapes where I could listen to the old timey stuff, and then of course the regulars, Bill Cosby. Um, before we knew what before we knew, before we were aware, um, and then uh, uh, Steve Martin. I remember mm-hmm. was a big one with me, and um, I used to go to the library and get all the albums out. So whatever they had. Bob Newhart. Bob Newhart sure. was big. Yeah. Big, big, big to me. Um, and we didn't have TV. We weren't allowed to watch TV as kids, so we didn't really have access. Um, that would have been rare then. We don't watch a lot of TV with our daughter now. We watch, we don't have a zero TV, but we watch Careful what you weird watch. Yeah. stuff that we like. Yeah. You know, and also Gilmore Girls. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you can't. You can't. Well, I guess that counts as weird girl stuff. Well, that's one of those that you avoid, and everyone likes it so much. And then I haven't watched it yet, but I know when I go back and do, I'm going to say I shouldn't have avoided this. You know? I th- well, my wife is watching it with my daughter, so when I say we watch it, I just I count them as part of we, uh, even when I'm not oh, there. Oh, okay, so it's a group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you get credit if they watch. Yeah, we are family, <laughs> which sometimes it's not, I'm not around. They do that when I'm not here. Right, right. But then some we do watch some other, we watch the pro- Poirot mysteries, you know, he's Agatha Christie detective. They're oh, all that's BBC, right? Netflix, yeah, we watch a lot of oh, that stuff. Yeah. Broadchurch? Yes, not yeah. with the kid. No. Broadchurch is a bit rough for a kid. For anyway, 30 minutes, she'd be out. But but nowadays, it's very common for parents uh, to not allow their kids to watch a lot of TV or screens, as they call it. Which is smart. But but back then, I, we're probably closest to the same age, so we might be talking about 70s time. Kind of, yes. I remember... Uh, we, we Laverne and Shirley went off, was turned off when she said "vodio dodo." Uh-huh. That, but that was the that was the limit. The TV goes off because it was. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that was you were they were into the credits and they said this is not good enough. Yes. We're going to turn it <laughs> if off. If she said that, they thought that was a sexual reference and it went off. Oh, so you weren't watched. You weren't allowed to watch TV because you might get uh, it was naughty ideas in your head. Right. Oh, see. Now you're not letting kids watch TV just because it's like, why you're not feeding them mashed potatoes with sugar oh, all day, you know, because yeah. it's just going to spoil, it's going to ruin their brain. It's going to rot their brains. Exactly. And you know what else, though? But also the computer has overridden the TV, and I always see those two together. Do you know what I mean? Now, yeah, now it's screens. But so now you yeah. can be watching stupid. Now grown-ups are, you think you're not watching, rotting your brain because you're not watching TV, but... Then you get sucked into Twitter and On it's Facebook, game over. And it's worse. It's yeah. worse, I think. And it's because uh, it's interactive because now you can really yell at people. But the um, a thing that I, I don't have kids. I'd be a terrible mom, so this is a good thing. You'd think that, but you might not be. Well, I think I'd be a great stepmom. I think I've always thought that. But I think I would be pulled to the side and say, you have to act like a parent now. And I would, because that would be very hard for me. But I think I'd do good with someone else's kids, because I wouldn't be uh, smothering. I think I'd be smothering. I'd be too afraid. So. Oh, I see. Uh, hmm. But uh, the. Uh, that's that's interesting, because whenever someone says that they wouldn't be a good parent, I always assume that that they would be negligent and absent and kind oh, no. of tired of having to deal with these small people. But you would probably be so involved and. They'd be under a blanket that, all the time. So yeah. just. To be safe, just be safe. And um, the uh, thing that makes me worry about kids is, and you know I'm in the paranormal, and not really horror movies, but the horror agenda is pretty close, and I'm looking for scary things, is when I drive and see some of the movie posters 
or like Halloween mm. is coming at Knott's Berry Farm. They are over the top scary. It's a problem. Let me tell you, when our mm. daughter was younger and we'd go by a bus and there would be some lady with her mouth open there's an eyeball in there it's yeah. just, she's like what the hell is that you know, <laughs> know what's going or on? a snake is coming out of somebody's mouth it's yeah. like oh my god yeah you can't and she actually said to us like there should be a law don't they know that little kids can see that bus or those billboards it really bugged her for a while she's I right mean, yeah yeah it's 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 a problem so you weren't allowed to watch a lot of tv when you were a kid but you loved Scary. gracie allen and george gracie, burns yep. And yep. then you became a cigarette girl. Cause, uh, and also, we were very... We had radio on all the time. We had uh, There was a show called um, The uh, Mystery Theater that we used to listen to. That was the big thing at 10 o'clock. We could turn on the AM radio and listen to The Mystery Theater. So that's probably why I kind of was into the Gracie Allen thing, because it was all audio. That sounds like from the... 40s or something, but I guess when you're in a rural or a more uh, less urban, we shouldn't say rural, but maybe it was rural. But I lived in a small town, so there, so there was still radio, local radio stuff that that yeah. wasn't quite as big city as is, which isn't play. there anymore. Yeah. yeah, you know, Amory. So they may have been playing old tapes or something, but that was always fun to listen to. So mm -hmm. that's sort of my uh, my genre, I guess. Even now, I really like talk radio or audiobooks all the time. I like audiobooks. Podcasts are great, too. People yeah. sometimes listen to those. <laughs> we hope, right? Yeah, well, I we hope. I don't know. I feel like a lot of times I'm doing... I know there's people listening, and I really appreciate it, but a lot of times I feel like, look, I enjoy talking to my friends about things that they're interested in, and I hope other people enjoy it, too. Yeah. All right, so you become a cigarette girl. You're watching the comedians. How long does it take before you try being a comedian? Um, I think it takes... Probably I was 22, and I met a bellman at Caesar's Palace. I was, uh, I w was like very small town. All of a sudden, running around in high heels and a very short skirt in this fancy Caesar's. Palace. It was a very interesting culture shop. It was a lot of fun. Let's just say that. What made What made you decide to go to Las Vegas? Was that show business to you, or I had, I think I had a, maybe a thousand dollars in my pocket, and somebody had said you can make a lot of money in Vegas, and so I was like, one way ticket. I'm just going. And mm -hmm. uh, I didn't even have a car. I bought a car out there that I paid like three times what it was worth. I didn't know anything. I rented a room from this couple that was crazy that thought they were involved in the mafia, but they weren't. And it was all, they used to sell their food stamps. That was their big scam. And they thought that was mob stuff. And how did you find them? <laughs> newspaper. Yeah. Just newspaper and moved. It was in. back in the day. You just go look in the newspaper for some crazy people with a spare room. Exactly. They always thought they were bugged, but they were actually deaf. And I thought, really, everyone in the neighborhood can hear you, so there's no reason for bugs. <laughs> they um, thought they were bugs, but they're <laughs> deaf, so they're yelling at each other all the time. With the partially deaf, they must have been. They could hear a little bit. A little bit. But they thought enormous FBI teams were after their food stamp scandal. Mm -hmm. um, so, but, uh, so then I met the Bellman at Caesars. And he took me out to an open mic, uh, and I I told one joke that was dirty and got a huge laugh, and then uh, everything I had written was terrible, just terrible. And then when the guy came to take me out, except for the dirty joke, except for the dirty joke, which wasn't mine, was a street joke. Can you remember it? Um, I think that it had something to do with a uh, uh, giving a blowjob to a it was either a hen or a chicken, and there was little pieces of torn up. Uh, napkin in my hand and then I would cough and the little pieces would flow around like feathers. So I started out as a prop act. 
Mm-hmm. And then, but it's solid. That's a good joke. It, I think people listening now can. <laughs> this is how you're gonna your next grown-up party. You got a napkin close. You're all set. Yeah, you're set. Uh, and then I was so excited that I actually um, kissed the MC. Like I couldn't believe that I did it. And now I think how funny that is. Like it was just an old guy, and I was like 22, and I just grabbed him and gave him a kiss. And then that was it. That was all I was gonna do. So that was where it started. Just one you that you thought that was it one and done. No, I mean like that was like okay, this is it the rest of my life. This is what I'm doing. Period. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, so the, that was the beginning. You were off to the races. And I remember hearing uh, when I was in college, I would hear Karen Haber on a late night Boston show, and so I was always like, I think I could do what she's doing. Yeah, I don't remember Karen Haber. Well, she's a big comedy store lady with a little voice. Uh huh. Um, and she uh, she's still around. Uh, I think she's in my area. I think I've seen her at peace protests. I think we talked about this exact situation. Very nice lady. You and she talked about yes. it. Not you and I. No. Because when you said we had just then, I was like, oh my God, did we talk <laughs> did about Karen I forget this already? So you're protesting for peace also. You do a lot of things. I do. I'm a lot of, uh, I got a lot of time. Uh, yeah, that was Iraq war. How long were you in, how long were you in Vegas? Um, let's see. I started at the San Diego Comedy Store at about 24. I'm not good with time or years. So you, so you were in Vegas for a couple of years and then... Yeah, and then and I just went to San Diego because uh, mm-hmm. my roommate was like, you should go to San Diego. So I just, I'm very, I was very open to uh, residential. You're suggestible. I mean, we're seeing, I mean, I'm not trying to say anything about the (laughs) astrology and spirit readings and all that other stuff, but like you said, you will believe a lot of things. Somebody says you should go to San Diego and you're like, you should move to Iceland. I'm ready. Um, We just took a vacation there. It's great. Don't move there. Oh, but. But, Oh, okay. I've been to Greenland, but not, uh, Greenland, not a good move. Greenland is very cold. I mean, you can't get around, right? No, no, no. What do you do? You just go to one city and then... You go to the Air Force Base and that's it. And you work out. And uh, then they show you little huts. If you got lost in the snow, you have to go to a little hut and stay in it. There's little huts around Greenland. Mm -hmm. And um, then we went to a place, one that was like the Inuits. Is that the word? Right? Yeah. Uh, They go there. So we, they took us on a little tour. There's like one road, and it was a shack, and there was like dead animals hanging because I guess that's the meat. You know, it's so cold that uh, we could have had some, but we didn't. We left it for them, and there were rifles, and they just stop at these and then go, and they seem to leave their stuff like it's kind of communal, like it must be very socialist. Well, I think it's also hard. It's Look, you're just trying Gotta to survive. Be. So yeah. if you sometimes you have to put your gun down, and, and it's sort of understood, like don't. Don't, don't mess with that. my stuff. <laughs> yeah. Or you can use it, but try and keep it clean and so that when I come back, it's there. Right. But you know what? It would probably be tough for us, but being that they have decades of living there, they probably have it down. They have a system. They have a, they system. Have a system. I mean, I'm sure they're talking about us like, look, you can't touch any of their stuff. You go to their house, you pick something up, and <laughs> yeah. you want to take it with you to go and all of uh, a sudden they're do mad your day. And, and they're like, what the hell are you doing? That's my computer. And they're like, yeah, I know. I'm just, I need to do some... Word process. Exactly. You know what we did see, though? We did see cigarettes. They had cigarettes. Mm-hmm. So Marlboro has made it to the... Well, let me tell you, everybody loves smoking. It, now we know, obviously, that it kills you. I don't know if you know kind this. Kind of, yeah. Well, you can get cancer. It's, yeah. You're, it's not a great idea, smoking. I feel like it's one of those things that the cat's out of the bag on cigarettes. Right. Don't, don't smoke. Exactly. But young people, they still love them. I think that, you know what's funny? I don't smoke anymore. I used to smoke a lot. Me too. I used to smoke. But in my, all my dreams, I still smoke. 
All of them. All of them. And I and I ask people for cigarettes in my dream. Like, there's oh, isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. But I really think if I, although I don't believe this anymore, where they say you have six months to live, I think that's a fake. I think if you get it all together, you can extend your life. I, what do you mean you have, what are you talking about? Like if Who's they it? said uh, you have stage four cancer, uh, that's it. I would do, uh, there's a lot of stuff, and probably half of it's crazy, but like I'm a Reiki master, so I would start with uh, CBD Jeez, what's oil. what's that? Uh, energy healing. Okay, so I want to hear, you're going too fast. You're revealing too many things. But I look, I, I'm with you. If they told me I have six months to live, I go, that's what you say. Right, you entertain I don't every say option. I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'd say how long I think I'm going to live, and if I'm wrong, enjoy yourself. And, yeah. But I'm going to do everything I can. I'm right. going to meditate. I'm going to try that Reiki thing. I'm going to get hemp chemotherapy. Oil. I'm going to hemp oil myself. Go, yes. I uh, mean, the works. There's a shaman I know you could go to. Um, I'm not going to blow a chicken, but I would have a good joke. That I, that, that's why I'm, this is how dedicated I am to curing my own cancer is today I blew a chicken, then I cough into my hand, I blow the thing, and he goes, geez, that guy's going to die in six months, but he's still got a good he's sense of humor. He's funny, but yeah. I think he stole it from Karen. But anyways, no, just kidding. He told me it was a street joke. <laughs> it was a street we could all joke. Okay. I, was, I was making the reference that you're oncologist would know my ass yeah, yeah, from, probably. from 20 years ago. I won't go to a doctor unless they listen to the podcast. That's I know, exactly. So then they have the whole picture. They can yeah, assess from yeah. there. Um, but where were we going with that? Oh. Uh, well, I just wanted to back up because we kind of got down the rabbit hole. You were a cigarette girl. You did smoke for a long time. You got out of being a cigarette. Was there good money in being a cigarette Were you a cigarette there girl? There was the unbelievable home? money. In really? C- I was at Caesar Palace in the 90s. Uh working the pit where you say you're losing a bunch of money and you say i uh could i get cigarettes and the they had pagers the pit boss pages me we need cigarettes on uh pit two table four and i run over in high heels and a little skirt and i say these are compliments of caesar's minimum five dollars on the tray Minimum tip, $5. Sometimes it was 100 I remember there was a New Year's Eve. I made like $1,200 in tips. Like, so you're basically giving cigarettes away to, yep. to high rollers. Or people could buy them, I suppose, yep. too. But. And they could buy them, and then you get a little tip. They were, I think people complained when they were three fifty. Now they're like 10 bucks, I think. Or I heard oh, that I, I think, yeah, cigarettes. I don't know what a pack of smokes is if you go to a place. I, I mean, this is how done I am. But that's how dedicated these 20-somethings are smoking now. Yes. Cigarettes, they're paying a buck a smoke sometimes. I know, yeah, I know. Ridiculous. Yeah, I was getting them for... Yeah, well, I remember can, when they were... I'm pretty sure less than a dollar, or certainly a dollar fifty. And and you can't go back. Yeah, you can't go back. Like to them, it's like, well, cigarettes were always twenty bucks a pack, so that's what we pay. But when you go back and they were five or three, now you're like, oh, I can never go to twenty. When it's forty, these kids will be gone. I can't go to forty. You know, Mm -hmm. it's all relevant. Eventually, they get boxed out. Right, and now they have the. uh, I'm almost done with drinking because of that. I know. I know they have the vape now, the vape, uh, so you can uh, sort of change uh, modalities of your smoking. I don't think vaping is going to work out to be as good as everybody thinks it is. No, but it uh, it intrigues me. I like it because it sort of feels like, I know a lot of people are doing it and you walk by stores where they're selling vape stuff. But when you're walking on the street, you don't see it that much. And then all at once you walk by some guy who's like, he just exhales like he's a dragon or a magician, <laughs> like this voluminous cloud. And you're walking through a strawberry dragon patch. Yes, right. they always have the good right. smell. I love right. that. 
You just smoked a strawberry, man. Yeah. But you know what? Nothing smells as good as a pipe. Like, I would marry someone that smoked a pipe. I used to... Uh, I, I had a pipe for a while. I mean, I, they may be in here somewhere. <laughs> but... Uh, I, I like the pipe, but it's a lot of work to keep it lit. And you uh, I, and there was never really a moment in my demographic where you could smoke a pipe without being sort of like, what the fuck is that douche doing? <laughs> Everyone had to you ask know, about it, right? It's like, well, yeah. you, come on. That's not who you are. That's who you think you are. Nobody <laughs> nobody in our age group is doing that. It speaks to an identity. Yeah. Um, cigars are never good. Cigars blew up for a while, and I did dabble with cigars, but they take over. They take over your life. Mm-hmm. They're, like a, they're like a little ghost that possesses you for a spirit. <laughs> you know, once you smoke that cigar, it's inside you, and you're exhaling the cigar smoke, and every even, like, hours later, you scratch your nose, and it's like, ah, oh, my hand is still infected with that thing. And then you got to go to Cuba. That was the big thing when I sold cigars as a cigarette girl. These are Cuban cigars. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, you know what, though? There's actually a metaphysical thing about smoking of why people do it and it's because it keeps them grounded and in their body like if you're a daydreamer like me smoke in the lungs there's nothing more like i'm in my body now so i think that now that's why you see a lot of nervous smokers they're they're kind of grabbing at that and it's sort of keeping them in the moment when i was in college i I did a we had to do i took a speech class and and we had to to, you know, you do your persuasive speech and then your informative speech and your whatever speech. Mm-hmm. My persuasive speech was you should smoke. You should smoke. Ah. Smoking is the thing that you should do. And one of the reasons had to do with those nervous habits. But but it, it does. Now I'm trying to meditate and that mindfulness meditation where you focus on your breath and you just keep returning to that one thing that you're focused yep. on. That's the thing about cigarettes is they, they you can't, you it takes control you're busy it's internal it's external you're doing you it's physical it's occupying a lot of your attention and you go out you meet other smokers it's a it's a point of uh of reference mm-hmm. it's a you know we're all out here in the cold or whatever when we used yeah to... you didn't used to have to do that but yeah but yeah it was good and if you had a job you could take a smoke break you can't you couldn't just say like I think I'm just going to go stand outside for five minutes <laughs> and get my shit together. I need some air. Then yeah. it'll be like, are you all right? Is that yeah, happening? no, I'm not all right. I don't like being with all of these people, and I need to just be by myself outside with people who are similar to me, who like to stand outside. Right, right. Yeah. I can't. Uh, I. It's so funny because uh, I... When, and this is sort of drawing us back in. I started the tarot. I always was reading tarot, and I started a few years ago. When did you start reading tarot? Uh, probably in my early twenties. So you're doing. So you're down in San Diego, do, starting your comedy career. Yeah. But when I met you and you were doing stand up, I didn't know that you had all these other things. But you were right. interested in these other things then. Still. Right. I was always kind of doing it and learning it, but it wasn't. I was only doing it for friends, and I was reading books, and it was all sort of a learning process. And um, I, the lady that actually I still consider my teacher, was so phenomenally good that I was like, well, I can't even say I read tarot if that's the standard. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I was more interested in it and interested in that stuff. And then um, the, a couple years ago, People were really like, you really should charge for this. And I put the show on stage with, I do it with Lamont Ferguson. I do it, uh, we're doing it October 30, the last weekend of October at Flappers. We do an hour stand-up. October? Uh, 26th, 27th, I think. It'd 20th. be the last Friday and Saturday in October. And um, then 
after the show, I go on stage with the cards and he takes the questions and we make it very funny. And so then I got so much like people started to email me, do you do readings? So I did some for free and then they went to 20 bucks and now I'm kind of at 75 an hour, 40 for half hour. But the business literally exploded and it gave me this chance to say, I'm not going to grind it out on the road. I'm going to work where I want. And I always think about people now that are going back to the day job or sort of on that fence. And I think I couldn't do it. I could not see the same people every day. You know what I mean? Like, does that not sound like the nightmare? Yeah, well, I, yes, I don't think I could go back and do a day job, but you do what you have to do. Right. I definitely, at the early point of my career, before, you know, you can work the nicer clubs, I knew people who were quitting their day job and taking any gig they could get. And I was mm -hmm. always like, look, I, I would rather wait tables during the day than, than go Sleeping. do some of these awful bar yeah. gigs. And so, bedroom, yeah. so I feel like I'm, I'm at the same point with my career where I, I'm really trying to do the shows that are the most interesting to me and, and experiment. You know, sometimes sometimes I'll do something that's a little bit like, oh, well, that was a oncer, as my wife right. calls it. You know, <laughs> that's, I'm not doing that again. But, uh, but yeah, it's great, it's great to, to also follow your passion, to say, look, I, I like doing stand-up comedy, and I also do like doing these tarot readings. That's something that I'm interested in and passionate about. Mm -hmm. And I think people, well, it's it's obvious that people are interested in it because it's a little encounter with the, um, I, I, I think paranormal is that is is not exactly the right word because. Metaphysical. But, well, metaphysical, yeah, yeah, I guess so. But it's interesting because you use the word learn how to do it mm -hmm. because I think a lot of times when people talk about uh about that kind of psychic stuff, they're they're talking about oh, it's some it's some magic person gift. who's got some gift that they've been sparkle touched by yeah. somebody from somewhere else. Whereas Not. you you describe you describe it as something that you learned how to do. In fact, once on an ayahuasca trip. Um, oh, I want to know about ayahuasca too. Oh, okay, uh, you sort of commune with this vine, and she said, "Remember, you don't have a gift." She said, "You have what everyone can do. It's where you have placed your attention." That's why you're, you know, like if I, mm -hmm. you know, your plumber can't read tarot cards, but he can, you call him for your toilet, not me. You don't know him, though. <laughs> um, that was just an example. I get that you were doing an example. You right. didn't really mean my plumber. Right. Um, well, so when you went to learn how to do it, now, I, I know there's skeptical people out there, and, and I suppose I'm a skeptical person, but I'm also, a look, I've lived long enough, and I've had enough things happen that... Of course, science people will describe as coincidence, but but I've you know in in meditating and in in kind of taking control of my focus and my intention mm -hmm. or trying to do more of that, I, I'm seeing that that there's there's different ways to be to experience being a person. Right. And when people talk about learning to do tarot, you you the way you just described it is you're focusing on a on a part of yourself. I, I know that there's other people, more skeptical people, when they said they were learning how to do tarot, which they're, they're still learning the same thing. You know, the, the people who sometimes people describe as, you know, scam artists or whatever. I think mm -hmm. that more has to do with how much you're charging people and, and, and what yeah. you're getting them to do. But 
there are there are mentalists. You know, when you go down to the Comedy Magic Club, which is where we saw each other recently, they had this uh, husband and wife team that were mentalists, and they're and they're using their hyper abilities to observe other people. Right. To, to figure things out about them or to get answers to things. And so yeah. when you say you learned how to be a tarot card reader, are you talking a little bit about that or is that not really a part of it? Well, there is, um, it's like this. I'm, you could actually call me a tarot historian, okay? Because I know about the deck. Um, there are 78 cards. And and when you really get the Weight Rider deck, which is the most popular in the world. It's called? Uh, Weight Rider. And Rider weight, Rider weight. Either way, um, it's. Uh, it, how do you spell weight? W a i t e. I'm sure you've seen it so many times. Yeah. I felt bad there for a second. <laughs> like God, geez, I'm asking her to spell. Well, they know there's millions of tarot decks, but there's one that really, in like 1920, just kind of took over, and it's mm -hmm. the one that there's the most information on. And when you um, look at the cards, which I can show you, uh, um, I have my auxiliary deck in my purse. Um, every color. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't this isn't your 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 show deck. No, no. Well, my, I have deck. one at home that I, I have so many decks. I have one at home when people call me. I do most of my readings over the phone. I sit and that's that deck. I have actually a basket. I do a show called Psychic Stand Up. I have a basket of all the old decks. There's like six decks and there's like a, thousands of cards that either lost one or they wore out or whatever reason. And the people get to pick one when they come in. They pick it out of the basket. Oh, because you because you need the full deck to be able to do the thing. Right. Well, you know, you do kind of yes and no, but that's another complicated. Um, sort of, you can use the major arcana alone, or you'll get your answers the right way. But I thought if I figure out everything in this deck, for example, um, you know, there's uh, the 22 major arcana cards that are the most important, sort of, and then there's little decks that have cups, swords, uh, pentacles, and um, wands. And you know, if I was reading for you, and you all you have five uh, pentacle cards, that has to do with physical and earth. So I know we're talking about something that's happening to you or your health. If it's all in swords, I know that's air. So I know you're overthinking. You're thinking too much. And how many cards are in the deck again? 78. 78. And they are all connected. So it really takes lifetimes to really learn. But it's like... I, they're like an obsession to me. Like, I can always read another tarot book. I can always read another book about tarot. So the cards have, when you, it's, let's say I'm curious about tarot as you okay. were. You want to learn how to do it. So you get the cards. Yes. And you learn about what the meaning of each card means. Yes, and I'm just going to show you some cards. Yeah, yeah. So people right. and, then it's, and, then, and then you're also learning the, and then you're trying to decide the context of the cards given the person that you're talking to. Right. But and so when you say you do a reading over the phone, why does is it that work? a stranger? Uh, yeah, usually, which is better. It's easier sometimes to read a stranger than someone you know because you have no information. The other thing is... Um, ah, so it's the opposite of what I was talking about with, yeah. with the charlatan thing where, where the more information you can find out, the better off you are. Right. And I also think 80% uh, of charlatans are people that want to believe they're gifted psychics and have not put in the work. Hmm. And what is the work? The work is uh, knowing the cards, meditating. There are psychic exercises you can do. If anybody is curious, and even if you're a skeptic, I have a Facebook group called Card of the Day where I put up one card and I tell everyone what it means. This card has to do with a musician. It has to do with this. It's connected to this card, blah, blah, blah. And I'm actually going to be teaching on Patreon pretty soon. But well, that's interesting. So, so people can go on Facebook. I know... 
And, and what's yep. it called? Uh, tarot card of the day. Best way to find it is on my website, KarenRontowski.com. It says uh, tarot card, and you can learn it. And every day, and it comes with a mantra. To um, you know, it kind of goes with what's going on in time. I give everybody here's your daily mantra of what to focus on to have a better day, or what this card means to me as a uh, like a give you a little something to take home with you. Uh-huh. Um, so they can do that. It's like five minutes each day. And uh, like I said, when I get my act together, I'm going to be teaching on Patreon. But you take all these things and you put them together in a layout. You take all these things you know about the card, what every symbol is. I know what every flower means. I know what. And you can mm-hmm. pick a card right now. So say you pick a card. Let's see. Okay. So you pick. This is very you. This is the Eight of Pentacles. So what we see in this card is this is the Apprentice card um, becoming the Master card. This is somebody that, um, say you asked me about work, I would say, Jake, not only is your work going to get better and really be intent, but you're also going to encompass a new skill, which means you may be, hey, I don't really write stories like this or a podcast. So you're bringing in a new skill that you're going to find easy and be able to get right to it. This guy's a master at what he does. If you were asking me about your social life, I would say, oh, no, no, no. Your back is turned to the society back here. We see this in the back. So you're going to be focused on work. I don't see a lot of people coming in. If you ask me about love, I was going to be like, no, way too busy. Tell your wife to take a hike. <laughs> so, oh so, well, boy, that's I don't like to hear that. Yeah, she's not going to like. No, hear that. but that's probably not your card. There's okay, an good. interesting the lovers. Card. Yeah, let's go with the lovers. The so lovers just so card. she'll have something that okay. I can tell her. Um, the this the, looks awful too. Oh, the three of the four of swords. No, this is actually okay. And this has a legend behind it. But the lover's card is, yes, if we're talking about love, it's a great card. But the actual word that's associated with this card is discrimination, is that you should be very discriminating in your decisions, not Nazi discrimination, just be discriminating. The male always means the conscious mind. The female means the subconscious mind. And the angel means the superconscious. Perfect love, perfect self-love is when all these are working together. And what you see is the male looks to the female for um, what's going on. Subconscious, conscious working together. Female draws from God or the superconscious. And when all these are together, that's Venus. That's real love. If you look in here, what you find is the devil card is actually mocking the lover's card. He is mocking three cards in one. Hold on a second. And I and know then, is that the devil card? I saw the death card, but I didn't see Death that. card is a great card. Death card is the end of stagnation. Um, and for people that are listening, I apologize if this is getting intent and boring, but you can look these up easily on... Um, well, the other interesting yeah. thing, though, is in, in, along the lines with the... See, the devil card. You know, with the difference between... Lover's card gone wrong. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it doesn't look good. Um, <laughs> the devil card. So, but I see... I see just in listening to you talk that there's, you're describing the card and then I'm, I know what my life is. So I'm trying to say, oh, this is what the card means. Now I'm going to think about my life in the context of that card. And so I could see how any card that you draw out of there that you start talking about, I'm going to be able to relate that to my life. And that doesn't really even have anything to do with, with your power as much as it has to do with your knowledge which knowledge, is power exactly. knowledge is power and knowledge opens but I'm, but up but i'm doing the work is what i'm saying <laughs> no do you know what i mean yeah. not i don't mean that in a bad well, way you know or calling too? bs on it i mean yeah. it's 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 sort of to me it feels like an insight that oh you're paying someone to tell you what they know about tarot cards and you're with them and you're picking cards out at random and you could probably i mean 
we could go through the whole deck and all the cards would mean something to me. So in a right. given session, while you're picking out the cards, you know, you could say that this is determined because I've got some mojo that I picked out these particular cards that, that they had to come up because of the magical universe of everything. Of coincidence. Or you could just say, look, I just... I picked five cards at random or I listened to the card of the day and it helped me to think about something that I wasn't thinking about in my life. Mm -hmm. But also when I do a layout for you, like if you were to say, um, and there's, and then I'll show you where it gets wonky, where it gets kind of even where I'm like, what happened there? Um, is I always have two cards from the past. So I always see what you're coming out of. I see where you are now, what's coming up immediately and what's coming up in the future. And that's when it gets a little more, that's what people want. Like nobody wants me to tell them what the lover's cards mean, but I can tell you that's really, I kind of enjoyed that. Oh, did you? That's the card of, I have a girl that I've been reading for for years and she gets this card Every time she asked me about career, and I said, "Well, this is Venus. This is making things beautiful. This is Venus, but it's also the card of interior design. So you can see, especially when people there's a real estate card, you can kind of see something's going on." And I kept telling her, "You need to be an interior designer." And she said, "You know, people have been telling me that for years." She just got a some met someone that did it, got a grant. She's going to be interior designer. So, but that was her card. So you know, but the, she was interested in that already as well, right? Right. right. So. But this, this is the funny thing about all of these uh, psychic and tarot card things is a lot of times th what you hear people talking about, is I went to a psychic and they told me things I already knew. Right. Well, look, I don't need to know things I already know. <laughs> I know. And uh, I really, mostly I think what people want is help to kind of give themselves permission to do what they already right. know that they want to do in and, a way. Well, sometimes, right? yes. Uh, some calls are like that, but some are not. In fact, some people just on the phone will say yes or no, and I'll keep reading. And I just got an email from this woman that said, she had said in the reading, and I don't remember this. Usually at the end of the reading, I don't remember very much. Um, she said, uh, should we sell the house? And I said, uh, you, she called me later and said, you told me I can't sell the house because something's wrong with the water. And she said, which was wrong because we have a well. And two days later, her husband came in and said, you're not going to believe this, the well ran dry. So sometimes there's things that, you know, there was a 80, I think she was 86 year old woman called me, you know, for permission. She had, her husband was in Alzheimer's. She couldn't take care of it anymore. Can I put him in a home? Of course you put him in a home. You're not going to kill yourself. She puts him in the home. And then I said, and you have a boyfriend coming. And she said, you're crazy. I'm 86. I'm not. And then a couple months later, she gets a letter from a guy she knew when she was 20, just put his wife in the home for Alzheimer's. They're both widows. Now they're married in Florida. So there is a little more to it. And how did they meet? How did they get back together? Is this a Facebook story? No, no, no. She, he, she got a written hand letter from him hmm. that just said, I always wondered about you and what's going on. And then she wrote him back a letter. So it was a process. And then they eventually went to the phone and now they're a couple. But she, hmm. but when, and then that initial, even I feel stupid when I go, oh, and you have a boyfriend coming. And she's like, no, I don't. You know what I mean? So there is um, sometimes it, when I get into future with people, it is really predicting something. Um, so that is the part. The part Usually the part about the past and where they are now is what they already know. But that just tells me I'm on the right track. That almost gives me permission to go ahead. Because there are people, and there's not many with tarot, but there are people where they're just closed off and I'm like, I have no idea. I'm on the wrong track. Here's your money back. So, yeah, yeah, but what do most people want to know? Love, money, um, 
love, money, health. Yeah. Boom. Every once in a while, something else. But those are the three babies. And it's and is it usually because they're having problem and problems in those areas? I mean, I feel like look, I I'm at an age where I kind of feel like I know what I'm doing, and I, for me, most of my activities in the self improvement category, which is a big category for me, are like I'm I'm reading a book to see if I can get a deeper insight into how I, I operate or if there's some things that I can do to help reprogram myself in some way. Right. Yeah. And, and you know what's funny is, but you're also, this is the, intu- the dis- there's intuition and there's psychic. And people totally disregard their intuition. And I always say this is what men, this is how I bring men over to believing side. Because the emperor is actually the card of, of intuition, okay? And all that is is a guy walks into the room and uh, your brain takes a picture of him, throws it back to the subconscious. The subconscious goes, that's the guy, it looks like the guy that beat me up in high school. That's the guy, looks, he has the same eyes as Ted Bundy did. All this calculating goes on in the subconscious. In a matter of a millisecond, the subconscious throws the message back to the conscious, I don't like that guy. And you go, you lean over to your friend and go, I'm not comfortable with that guy that just walked in the room. Literally like that, that's an intuitive calculation. Mm -hmm. And men are fabulous at that. They are better than women at that because women have been taught to be nice. So women will take that thought and go, I I should just, ah, I'll just say hello. You know what I mean? The women almost go against it, but men are very, very intuitive like that. They almost undercut um, their abilities with that. Well, but it, but and the way that you're talking about it, though, the it's intuition, a process. Yeah. It, it, there's there's more of a process to it than a. I mean, it's your your mind is making these random connections that you're not aware of, right. which is which is what they kind of say is the thing with artificial intelligence. It's going to be. It's not always going to be able to tell you why it's recommending something. It's but just it's, made the calculations. Yeah. 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 So that's a biggie, and then psychic is really. Um, I feel like that's when the cards, uh, I just look at them and I put them all together and one will draw my eye more so than other and I'll stare at it and it just, and then I just start talking. And Mm -hmm. sometimes, I'll be honest with you, sometimes I'm listening to myself going, do you have any idea what you're doing? And those are usually the people that will call me back and go, yeah, that happened exactly how you said. So, uh, so it's kind of, but you're having some pretty specific sort of insights that, that, it's beyond what you were just doing when we were talking about the card deck. Oh, yeah. You're 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 I'm applying it you're to pulling the, the cards out in the in the way that you do it when you do it. Right. And then you're you're talking to the person about about a question that they asked. Is that about how you a do question it? or a situation? But when you take a big like if I were to show you a layout, you'd be like, well, this makes no sense to me at all. And then that's the process of learning tarot is learning how these things are all connected and why this one stands here. And, and so it really is a process. So, um, I mean, you could ask me to do a, there's a three card layout, which is past, present and future, or there's, you know, um, there's many, many different layouts, but that's when it sort of moves beyond the one card is interesting historically why it was drawn like that, what the symbols make. But to really put it together in a layout is the hard part that takes a lot of sort of work. Mm-hmm. So so people can work at it. And everybody is psychic. It's just how much information they put into it. Um, and I do think the other thing is, like, I have a lot of trouble with time. I can't... Uh, 
I like don't remember my childhood yet. Um, how, how long have we known each other? Two years. That's my answer for everybody. I've known you two years. That's my, in my mind. That's how it all rings up. So I think because I'm not so time oriented to go future as well as past is kind of a, does that make sense? Now I'm way mm-hmm. out on a limb, right? Um, so I think it aids that, but I do think it's a, it's an ability that people had when we were, you know, fighting in the jungle and stuff like that. Those instincts took over. The sixth sense was stronger than probably the, you know, our other senses. So at that time we really were developed like that. Well, like, like you said though, when you're talking about an intuition and a, or a gut feeling or something like that, I mean, everybody believes that they have those, you know. And they do, yeah. Right. And it's like not. You know, I, I I feel like look. If you're talking about hey, I did a tarot card reading and they said for me to do something that I just you know get a divorce and sell your house, right. I, I'd be like, well, I'm not going to do that. That would probably never. Well, if that's your reader, then no. Um, if usually when someone asks me about their marriage. There's a card that shows me what's going on in their head, and there's a card that shows me what they're going to do. So I usually will say, uh, you're already thinking of leaving. Over here, it's showing me you're not going to. Or this is already in progress. You already, you know. That's why the less information, the better. Yeah, yeah. Well, and if, well, but I was going to say, look, first, if someone says, hey, what about my marriage? It's like, well, you're asking me. I know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And sometimes they... Um, Sometimes, but sometimes it's, that's like their first question is always the issue that they want to look at. I start with a general. I go, this is where your life is going. This is going to happen. It looks like there's a trip coming. Uh, I got the card of moving. You're probably going to move. You know, all these little things that I can put together. And then they go, yes, I'm going to move. I go, let's look at it. Let's look at how it's going to lay out. Is your house going to sell? Da, 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 da. And we get in. We get in very uh, specific. I say after the general, we can get more specific. They can say, you know, my cousin asked me, her mother died, and she said, um, will we get the price we want for the house? And I said, I don't know how this works, but you're going to get more. And then somebody came in before they put their bid out and bid way over. And they were like, okay, we, so they made all this money. They mm-hmm. all like, so it's always kind of, a, um, there's a little more to it. So if I was to do a full layout for you, you'd get it. But yeah, mostly people know when they're, a lot of times it is what people know. Yeah, and I can just tell them if there's a delay or if it's going to go down how they think, or um, but sometimes there's a big old uh, elephant in the room where I have to go. Yeah, you know, how much are you drinking? Or you know, this isn't going to happen because so. <laughs> how much are you drinking? <laughs> there's a lot of there's a couple of addiction cards where you go. You know, you're not really seeing this situation clearly. So yeah, sometimes yeah. that's information too. Well, that's kind of the that's that's sort of the stereotype to me of someone who's going to see psychics and tarot readers. Or, or first, it's people who are insecure and want Answers. permission to do yes. or permission to do or or they want mm-hmm. validation for the answer that they can't really say out loud, like. Like, look, I know that this is a bad relationship, but I need right. you to tell me. Sometimes that you, they I need do. a complete stranger to look at a card and tell me to get the hell out of here. But, and you know what, too, though? I don't see that as a bad thing. Like, sometimes somebody needs a cheerleader to go, you're going to be okay on the other side of this. Or to go, it's going to mm-hmm. take a lot longer than you think, and it's going to be hard. But you know what I mean? So, yeah, that is sometimes, and I see that as an okay thing. Because, you know, we live in the comedy world where we can say anything to anybody. But you forget, there's people, you know, in small towns that everybody, you know, gossips and they do need to talk to someone. Sometimes it is like therapy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, from my point of view, I mean, obviously, it's you, I'm curious about it. But then again, it's not. I don't feel lost. Compelled. I feel a little bit like, well, like I kind of know what I'm doing. What are the big decisions I'm trying to make? Like, I, should I get a? Uh, I, I, I think I want to get some kind of a, not a camper, but a Class B motorhome. <laughs> but then. Maybe I should get a, a sprinter van and remake that myself. Or I've also seen some interesting YouTube videos about, you know, tr- right. cube trucks that have been remodeled. So which one of those should I do? That's, you know, and the- I have people call me with that. I have people yeah. call me with their medication. Which one is better? My my psychiatrist said, take the, one of these, choose one of these. What do I choose? And mm-hmm. sometimes I'll do that. And I'm like, I'm not a doctor, but I can just, you know. Well, but a lot of times if it's that kind of antidepressant type of medication, a lot of that's trial you know they're fine tuning it anyway, so right. so why not? if it's like try this one or that one, which right. one do you try first? Like why not listen to you? For I mean, if you're going to have a like oh I needed that I tried it didn't work out. Yeah, a couple of years ago it seemed like everybody was concerned about love, mm-hmm. but now everybody is job promotion business money. Am I going to be okay? Job promotion business money. That seems to be the first topic that they all want to go to really everybody's nervous and what do you think and and what are the what's kind of the demographic age-wise of the people who are uh you know what i don't know um i read everything from college kids i have clients that are chief of staff of senators Hmm. so it's all over the map yeah all over the map yeah and and what is what's your rate again? That you uh, forty for a half an hour and seventy five for an hour. So I'm pretty. I'm actually. I have friends that are like one hundred fifty for, and I was like, you know, well, like, yeah, that seems that forty seems for thirty reasonable. minutes. Yeah, you it's can, like it's less than a, getting a massage. Right. So right. you could uh, you could do that and you feel like well, I did it. It's a thing that I did. Right. As opposed to it was like well, it's five hundred dollars. Yeah, there's a woman that I saw online that's $300 for 15 minutes, and I thought, I don't even know what information she could tell me in 15 minutes that would be worth $300 except where to find $400. You know what I mean? Like, that's a lot of... Well, that's like, what about these places, you know, on Lincoln Boulevard? I'm I'm over here in the Santa Monica, Venice area. So you go down Lincoln, and there's one of of those where they have a big neon palm and an eyeball, and it's like, oh, it's I don't know what you think you're going to get in there. I know. Very rarely, one in a million of those will be someone that's really born to do that. But I think it was a gypsy trade, and um, there's a story that the cards were actually from gypsies when they had different languages and they couldn't communicate. They would show this card, this is our magician. Do you have a medicine man? We need a medicine man. Like, they communicated with Mm -hmm. them. Um, And there's others, there's another story that these are the secrets of the universe, and it was a book, and they said... People don't, a book will not survive time. What will survive is games. People love to gamble, so they turned them into cards, which is actually where our regular deck came from, came from a tarot deck. But they lost to 52 to 78. They did. They lost to Major Arcana. Yeah. (laughs) So then if someone is listening to this and they've said, you know, I thought this was all bullshit, but now that. Jake has been talking to Karen. <laughs> I'm convinced. I think I would like to go talk to a nice person to have a reading. <laughs> yes. Not that lady with the neon palm right. eyeball lady and the handkerchief. I want to go talk to someone like Karen. So if someone is interested in finding, how, how do people find you? Well, obviously, if, you, if they wanted to come to you. And then 
if they said, look, I don't live there, I, I want to go to somebody in my town or somebody nearby, sure. how, how would you go about? Well, mine was, oh, uh, my business started with word of mouth. Sure. And now I get a lot through Yelp. I have a, a good Yelp page, and, and I get a ton of people from that. They can go to KarenRontowski.com. Uh, I do the readings over the phone. They can make the appointment right there. I apologize. People always call me, can I get an appointment today? I'm usually booked about two weeks out. I think uh, with school starting next week, it's, more, it's a little bit open. Uh, but, yeah, that, so that's how they can do it. If they, um, I don't know how to refer out. Well, that's what I was going to say. If if someone said, look, I, I, I want to find out about this, and what you're saying is there's a lot of people who have this skill and this knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a way to find that? I mean, it, the funny thing is, is we'll first say your answer. Uh, you know, that's, um, I don't have a good answer, but I do think um, you can check Yelp and make sure someone has more than 15 reviews that are high. Um, I might know someone, but it's really a crapshoot. I might know someone online, but you have to just try. Ask other people if they've ever been to a psychic. Yeah. And you know what? You know what's interesting? Because there's there's a better to, because of Yelp, just just the mm-hmm. fact that you're on Yelp, it's easier to verify you than it is to go out and find a therapist, a, a right. talking go talk to a therapist, <laughs> a licensed marriage counselor, something like that. You you can verify that they have the credential, but you don't know if what, they're crazy, and they want you to not come in and have one reading. They want you to come in and sign up for once a week for mm. a year, and they're charging $150, and you there's no Yelp reviews, there's no nothing. And I, and I think that's a real problem as far as therapists go, and yeah. I, believe in, I believe in therapists, and I believe that that can be an effective thing, but it's so expensive, and also there's no way to find out about it. Yeah. And, uh, and a lot of my business is repeat, but also... Um, how often do... How, if you have a, a repeat customer, what's, what's sort of the... Frequency. Uh, if someone, there's a couple of people that come once a month, but that's not, they are sort of an extreme situation. That right would be now. a lot. That would be a lot. That would be a lot. And then you're kind of using it as therapy, which I don't really recommend. I would say sometimes once a year is perfectly good. Sometimes mm-hmm. once every six months is good. It seems like people have a three to four month thing, you know, but sometimes they'll call me and they'll say, uh, everything happened in a month. So I need to come back. So uh, sometimes once a year is great. I have, you know, clients mm-hmm. that have been coming once a year for a while. And what, so when we started talking, we were talking about tarot. We talked about uh, <laughs> uh, we paranormal never got to ghost hunting. We, we talked about ghosts. Now, but I have a feeling we've been talking for an hour. I have a feeling uh, if we start talking about ghosts. It's we could, never going to end. So we may, it's fascinating. Well, we may, will you come back and I'd we can talk to. about ghosts? I'd love to. And then we've talked about, but astrology kind of hooks to the tarot to me, or they yeah, feel similar. Yeah, they're very much connected. Yeah. I'll give you, can I give you a real quick Mercury retrograde? Yeah, let's talk about Mercury retrograde. Because okay. it's happening all the time. I know, I know. We're I in wrong? a, we're in, okay, so this year we're in a year one. Um, last year was a year nine. 2016 was a year nine. That was a lot of celebrity deaths. People probably saw things leaving their lives, jobs changing, everything crazy. Now we're in a one. We're sort of projecting what we want for the next nine years. But when Mercury retrograde comes, it's that place where it looks like the planet's going backwards. It kind of goes back a degree just because of the way it's there. But Mercury is a planet with a lot of metal to it. 
So when it comes closer to the planet, it actually does have like a magnetic effect. So when things are breaking or stuff, that's kind of what it's thought. If there's anything to it scientifically, it's that it puts more of a magnet force on the planet. Mm. So that's what that's what I read about it. Other than that, it's just kind of Mercury's a war planet. So it, I think Mercury's a war planet. But that was why I thought I was always interested that that why does everything break though? But Mercury retrograde, great time to finish things are already started. Well, it's always a great time to finish things that you've already started. <laughs> I mean, I think. I mean, if you've got, listen, if you're listening to this and, and things you've are got a done. lot of things that are sitting around half done, this is a great time to finish those things. But that uh, they would also be a great time to finish those things tomorrow. Right. Finish your business deal. Knit a sweater. Finish it all up. Finish it up. Wrap it up. <laughs> don't start anything new until you finish. I, I think a good rule is if you're going to, Finish a thing, start a thing. If you're going to start a thing, finish a thing. Right. And if you buy a thing, get rid of a thing. And done is better than perfect. Yes. Perfect. Done never is better happen. than perfect. That's true. That's true. Or yeah, done. Done is sort of a weird. Why I don't like to think anything is ever. You never really. You're just sort of done for now. Yeah. Or you finish a project. It's all a big project. Like you, as soon as you do one comedy show. You're getting ready to do your next comedy show or special or whatever. Oh, that's the other. Can I plug something else? Yeah. Paranormal Karen. That's my web series. That's the TV show I want. It's under a minute long. I go to haunted places and do funny things and tell it. Paranormal Karen. And you can type that into your Google machine. You can find it in Facebook or YouTube. Paranormal Karen. You're on Facebook. Karen and Kira can read is the podcast. Oh, yeah, that's right. So. Karen and Kira can read. Kira Sultanovich, who's been on this podcast and who's a very funny comedian. So that's what I was going to say. So what I'm going to do is either, uh, or maybe, maybe both, maybe get a reading from you and then go on the Karen and yes, Kira Yes, and we'll give you a reading on that. And then you can come back here yes. and then we can talk about Ghost. ghosts. And we could talk about my reading, and I can tell people what episode number that podcast of yours yes. that I did. Because we'll know, once you're finished, you know the episode numbers. Yep. I still don't know the episode number of this podcast. I mean, I could look it up, but let's face it. I, no one needs I to like know. not knowing better now I know, at it's this point. mystery. Intuitively, what do you think it is? Well, I don't want to say because I could be, you don't want to be wrong and then call it by a different number than right. it is. Okay. I don't. That's, I'm a little superstitious. You know what I mean? Got it. Yeah. Or I don't even think that is superstition. I think that's just decency. <laughs> but uh, do you have any little sayings that you'd like to say? I have a saying that I always say at the end of all oh, my podcasts. Oh, I don't have a saying. I need and a I, saying. Well, here's what it used to... I used to do the podcast where we would have the conversation and then I would take that and then put an intro and an outro on it. But that took a long oh, yeah. time. And and done is better than perfect. perfect. So now I do it like this. I just feed it into this thing and then I wrap it up and then I shoot it onto the... While we're eating lunch, people could be listening to this. Wow. So here's what I say. I think every episode I've said it. Don't give up. There'll be plenty of time to give up later. Ah. Uh-huh. Uh, and that, and that's that's more kind of about depression in general. Just because I, I feel like we've all been there in our lives where we kind of feel like this it's just not worth it. I'm, I'm not. I can't deal with this anymore. Mm-hmm. I just want. I just want out. I want to quit. Especially now. I want to quit. Uh-huh. And, and it's just like, no, don't don't quit. Quit later. It later. Slow down. Maybe slow down a little bit. Have a cigarette. Have a cigarette. Have a cigarette. <laughs> well, try meditation. <laughs> a mantra. So you say you give out mantras? You give out mantras? Oh, mantra during the day. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, today's mantra was about how kind of things are depressing. Let's see if I can remember it. 
It was, um, I, you're going to kill me. I can't remember it. I, ver I haven't murdered any guests ever. I am grateful for who I am. I am thankful for what I have. So I am bringing light to the rest of the world to help the master plan. The master plan. Yeah. Not Illuminati master no. plan. No, <laughs> the master plan. It's your personal master plan, for right. goodness. The or vision. the world, the millennials. We'll talk about that next time. They're going to mm -hmm. get it right. The next generation We didn't is talk about get it ayahuasca right. either. How many oh, times did you take God. ayahuasca? Three? Three. Used did... to do it yearly, but I skipped last year. Okay. I mean, we're going to talk about that at lunch because that is something that I want to do, or I think I want to do. You know, that's again, though, it's like the, it's like the tarot cards. I think I want to do it, but I think I know what the ayahuasca is going to tell me to do, so I don't, I don't know. I'm not that sure if I need really to do it. That one's really worth it. Yeah, it that was worth was it? That was quite an experience. Did you try the you. other, have you tried the other hallucinogenic things in the past ever? Was it similar to uh, any of those? Years ago, but yeah. not, like, this is a, with a, you, you're sort of in a control. You got to go to a shaman a or a person. Yeah, you don't want to do this alone at home. This no, is no, not, no. Uh, I know. I totally get that. And, or as and a I, recreation. I, no. Yes. Right. I. I it's not. It it's wipes a, it's me a more, out. It's more of a personal yeah. insight kind of a thing. Yeah. Some people do it a lot. I don't know how they could. Like they go to Peru and do it for a week. I don't even know how that. I my body would give out. Did you have a shaman here? Yeah. The, yes. That's. I'm going to talk to you about that. But please, if you're the FBI, don't bother. I'm not really going to talk to her. We're not really going to talk about that. It's all a joke. It's all a joke. Ha, ha, ha. Um, do you want to, do you want to, let's, I just want you to just pick one card and say one parting thing. There's okay. been so to many the, false to endings people? to this podcast. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I know everybody's like ready to go. Their keys are in their hand and they go, will you, here, you pick the card. They might actually be driving cars right I'll now. I'll give them advice. That's what I'll say. Okay. Oh, okay. So this is the two of wands. This is actually the real estate card. Okay, he's holding the world. Uh -huh. um, he is very confident, um, and he's looking over the great things he has, which kind of covers the gratefulness. But listen, you have more, um, more opportunity and um, great things in your hand and in your energetic span than you know, so go out and use all of them. Yeah. That's an that's a easy general. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm also, if you're selling a house, this is a good day to do it. Well, I was like a high five at the end. High five. Yeah. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Talk into the machine. Whoa!